0: Hello, I'm Alex and this is the Geordie Guide to Happiness, a new podcast series aiming to put a smile on the faces of people across the North East. We'll be talking to people who've been born and bred in Newcastle, as well as some who've made this city their home, trying to uncover some of the things that we can all do to get more joy in our lives. The podcast will also explore what's special about Newcastle and its surroundings and how being in the city makes life happier for its residents. I'm here in our virtual studio with the rest of the podcast team. Hi, everyone.
1: Hello. Um, I'll lead off from there. Alex, I'm Kath, I'm part of the team and I'm really looking forward to listening to some of the recordings and also meeting some of the lovely people who are going to take part. So,
2: And hi, I'm Chris. I'm joining from Gosforth today. Uh, hi, I'm Dominic and I'm out by the coast.
0: So how is everyone? How's everyone doing today? Um, yeah, good. Well, I will tell you what, I'm I'm pretty happy at the minute because, as you all know, um, I've got a classic VW camper van, and it's time to renew her insurance, which isn't a terribly interesting topic to talk about. But I <laughs> saved like 160 quid on my renewal this this week, so I am Ooh. pretty I am pretty happy. So I bought a bottle of gin to celebrate. So I'm feeling all right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The best I could do is, I've had a vegetarian burger tonight. That's There's that a new departure for us. That's I'll lead a spectacular life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think happiness is quite difficult to define at the moment. So the, the happiest part of my day yesterday was um, finally getting all of my plants into the garden after six or eight weeks. So I feel oh, contented nice. with yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. How how are the uh, tadpoles doing, Kath, in the pond? Oh, tadpoles are fabulous. Yeah. They're 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 just an endless supply. I don't know what the frogs are doing down there, but they're doing well.
2: <laughs> I think <laughs> you should Google that, you should find out. I'm sure there'll be websites that would tell you that.
1: I'm sure they would, yeah. It's when you find the when you find the young frogs in the uh, in the rockery, that's really interesting as well, because they're absolutely beautiful. <laughs>
0: So on on so on that note, let's kickstart our podcast series. Um, Chris and I caught up a little while ago um, to talk a bit more about the project, um, as well as chatting about our own ideas of happiness and what we like to do to stay happy. So here we are. Hi, Chris. Hello, Alex. Nice, How are to, you? See you. nice to see you. Nice to see you.
2: <laughs> and we are, we are seeing each other. I think we should point out that while we're recording this, we do have, we have eyes on each other, even though we're in different, different places, which is, which is great. We
0: weird. are, we're we're uh, remote recording during this uh, strange time. And we're we're using a piece of software called Squadcast, which uh, so far, you know, seems to be working pretty well, actually, isn't it?
2: This is how we live now, isn't it? We live in our own kind of separate, <laughs> separate universes. And one day... One day we'll be released and it'll be great. But for now, everyone is just a little bit pixelated.
0: Yeah, we're operating through Zoom and Teams and House Party and all sorts of different things. But uh,
2: House Party sounds fun. I haven't tried that one yet.
0: It's all right. You can play um, games and things. It's quite good for the kids. So you can play kind of like a Pictionary thing and I think Heads Up and, and that sort of thing. But uh, I prefer... I prefer Zoom, I think. That's my sort of go-to video conferencing thing. I should have bought shares in the thing. <laughs> totally. Totally missed that opportunity.
2: Yeah. Apparently there's a story of somebody that bought shares in Nokia while Nokia was still a Wellington boot manufacturer in Finland. And, uh, and they, they, they did rather well out of that.
0: Not too bad. Not too bad. Right place, right time, I guess.
2: Mm, that'll never mm. be me. <laughs> I don't care. It's all right. Life's good.
0: So we're here to have a chat with each other about our new project, the Geordie Guide to Happiness. Yes, we are. Uh, we're still kind of uh, just at the beginning stages of it. It's exciting. It is. It's, it's always a little bit nerve wracking when we start a new project, isn't it? We're never quite sure what's going to happen, but it always turns out all right in the end.
2: It's always fun to look back at this, the, kind of the early stages when you get to the end and think, what were we thinking? <laughs> why did you say that
0: yeah and it's yeah it's always that sort of frantic bit at the beginning where you, you kind of just want to do it all at once um and it's for, for me certainly it takes a little while to kind of get into the flow of things and mm. then uh
2: we'd um we better explain what it is
0: I yeah i think yeah for
2: people the for people, people listening on. yeah
0: hopefully listening in so hello there the geordie Guide to happiness is well is is a new podcast uh, a new podcast project um we are involved in a community interest company called Curiosity Creative, and we specialise in uh, digital storytelling. And I suppose we might we might touch a little bit on that a little bit later on. Mm. And this new project is all around the theme of happiness. Um, and we want to ask the people of Newcastle, what makes them smile? What, what brings a little bit of happiness into their life? Um, what do they do to... Uh, Make themselves feel good, um, put a smile on their face, that sort of thing. And we're, we're exploring that through the medium of podcast, hmm. which is new to us as an organization. It's not something we've done before. So I'm certainly learning loads from it. Podcasting seems to have just sort of exploded in the last few years, hasn't it?
2: Well, yeah, it's, it's been, yeah, like I say, it's been around for ages. Uh, and then all of a sudden, I mean, it must have been about sort of four or five years ago, something like that. Um, Everybody suddenly got back into it again. everybody realized just how brilliant it was um, mm. so podcasting is a thing thing that you know people people do that you know lots of people that aren't sort of technological people or geeks or nerds like us and uh, and it's great and it's 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 super easy to do and uh, and I really like them yeah
0: I think it's um people like to listen to them on their way to work maybe not so much at the moment, but I think yeah people are sort of listening to them on their on their commute to work um I'm certainly listening to them now around the house, you know while I'm doing the housework, if I'm going out for a run, going out for a walk by myself mm. um sort of quite nice to listen to, so
2: do they make you happy
0: when I find the right one when, when <laughs> I when I find, when I find one that that really kind of gets me and I think I I'm really into ones that make me smile, make me laugh. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a bit of comedy. I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, the isolation tapes, which are sort of broadcast on, on Radio 5 Live. And I'm, I'm quite enjoying Chris and Rosie Ramsey as well at the minute. So mm-hmm. I like things that like make me laugh. And there's a few new ones out, uh, which I need to check out, I think, as well. So, uh, yeah, com- comedy makes me happy. That makes me smile. If I'm feeling down, particularly during this this. Strange time that we're going through. Um, um, I'm not avoiding the news, but uh, <laughs> if, I've, if I've watched something heavy, you know, watching uh, watching a bit of comedy really kind of lifts my mood
2: for sure. So I'm I'm, I'm with you on that one. I've, I've, I've got a question, really, because because curiosity creative, apart from being quite difficult to say, uh, <laughs> is is yours. Right, this is your your brain child. You, you brought it into being. You you are in charge of your own destiny. So <gasps> why why did you Decide that this was the project, and why now?
0: I like doing joyful projects. Mm. Uh, we we did a project a couple of years ago um, called Home Is Where You Park It, which uh, for me personally, as a as a campervan owner, you know, brought me a lot of joy and a lot of happiness. Right, um, right. Talking to other people in the VW um, community here in the northeast, and it was just so. Wonderful and joyful talking to all of these people who are so passionate about something. And last year we finished a project called Meet Me at the Oxford. Mm. Which was another storytelling project all around the old Oxford Gallery site and people's memories and stories around the Oxford Galleries, which is a lost building. It's no longer there anymore but has was around since the sort of 1920s but has been re was reincarnated in various forms over the decades. you know so lots of people had different memories of it as, as different nightclubs, but um for them it was a really special place um in terms of memories. So we're we're all about working with communities, working with people to help them tell different stories, mm. uh, different golden nuggets about their lives, um, exploring things that are important to them. And I think, I mean, this idea had been, you know, the Geordie Guide to Happiness. I think this idea had been in my head for, for a little while. Um, you know, there's always a few different projects, you know, milling around in your head. And eventually you uh, you stop procrastinating and you you write a funding bid and some of them are successful and some of them aren't. And, you know, you you look for different sources of funding. And thankfully, the Community Foundation, Tyne and Weir Northumberland, really sort of uh, wanted to support this project which we're we're very thankful for so we've we've got a grant through the newcastle cultural investment fund to to run this project and you know i think the last few years we've been going through some really challenging times not just as a region but as a nation and it's been tough you know Mm. you know regardless of where you stand you know on the political spectrum it's been a challenging few years so i just wanted to kind of try something which just sort of focused on on something a little bit different
2: i think the, the timing couldn't be better really um, mm. it, i think people are exhausted aren't they like yeah. you say wherever they've come from on the political spectrum it's you know it, it's taken up so much of everyone's attention um for i mean at least the last four or five years really it's it's all been about stuff which is very very divisive and it's been really hard on families and individuals and f- friendship groups and all sorts of stuff so for me i guess that's what what i'm looking forward to most in this is being able to kind of you know deliberately focus on actually what 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 is happiness about i mean wh- where do we get it from uh but more importantly kind of hearing other people talk about it yeah um because i think we will we'll I've got a very good grasp of kind of what makes us, makes ourselves happy. But what about the people that, you know, walking down the street or, or not walking down the street? What about the other people that are isolating in their homes right now? Um, you know, what, what what brings happiness to, to the people around us? And, and how can it, how different can it be? That's going to be and, really interesting.
0: Yeah. And I think what's what's always interesting with sort of storytelling projects is, some things will, you know, th- there'll be lots of differences. So, you know, what what makes me happy will be different to what makes you happy and, you know, so on and so on. But also there's also that commonality, I think, that often comes through with um storytelling as mm. well. So you, you get the differences and that's what's, the, you know, that's what makes, you know, this region and this nation, this this, this world so diverse. You know, everyone has different life experiences, uh, thoughts, feelings, um, opinions, but also you find particularly when we're running our story circle workshops at the very start of a project, you know, we do something very simple where we just ask people to write, you know, their top five or their top 10 things that they love and, and things that they don't like so much. And it's always really interesting. There's always, you know, at least one or two people which have, you know, the same sort of things on their lists. And I think that's a great sort of unifying um, thing as well. When, when you thought you you knew nothing about you know, the person sitting opposite you in, in, in a room, but actually they like or dislike the same things as you. And I think that's a great way of bringing people together as well, mm. sort of sharing those experiences together.
2: See, I, re- I remember really clearly the first, because uh, it wasn't quite the first time we met, but the first time you and I did any sort of work together was when um, the place where I worked, we invited you to come in and, and run a digital storytelling um, workshop or a series of workshops for us. Uh, and it was an utter revelation because um, we were sat in this workshop um, for days, <laughs> for three days, four days, something like that. Um, but we—you uh, make we, it sound awful. I let them out. We fed them. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting to the point. Hold on. <laughs> um, but we sat with with colleagues, people we knew quite well, um, and. You took us through all these activities and these exercises, yeah, the story circle bit where, you know, forget about the technology side of digital storytelling. This was just about, you know, yapping. This was about talking and and sharing. And it's amazing how well you get to know somebody when they tell you their story, you know, in a way that you don't really get any other way. And it can be a tiny story. It can be just, you know, a single incident in their life. But listening to them tell it, listening to how they choose to, you know, explain what happened to them and explain yeah. why it was important. You mm-hmm. you you pick up so much. And I think it's stories are the, I guess, the I guess the engines of friendship. It's it's kind of ha- the way that we swap stories, the way we listen to each other's stories and um. And I just think it's hugely, hugely important, particularly now when we're we're feeling so isolated and so separated. Um, that that's that's one of the reasons why I'm 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 dead excited about this project. Is it's you know it's a chance to kind of connect with people in a nice, deep, rich way.
0: And that's what podcasting is great for, isn't it? It's about storytelling um, in in whatever way you choose to sort of present it. Really, isn't it? And I think. Um, it's an as I said before, it's a, it's a new technique for us. We're um you know that the, the pair of us we're we're used to sort of running workshops in a particular way. We we've been using a, a particular digital storytelling model which was started by the Story Center over in the United States. And this is going to be a really interesting way to explore storytelling digitally in a in a different way that we've not done before.
2: Mm.
0: So it'll be interesting to see how people respond to it, I think as well.
2: I, you know what? I think we might get it wrong every so often. You know, we're we're exploring this too. So I can, I, you know, I'm, we've, we've talked quite a lot about how we're going to do this and what it's going to be like. Um, and I think when we get into this and start talking to people, you know, we you can, we can go with a plan and a set of questions and stuff. But I'm sure that as soon as we start having these conversations with people, they're going to go in all sorts of interesting directions. And, you know, We'll have to kind of think on the think on the fly, on the hop.
0: Absolutely, yeah. That, uh, that's, that's how I operate. Daily. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Pl- <laughs> Plan schmans.
0: Absolutely, and you know we, and I think a lot of the funders who we've worked with before, you know, totally understand that mm-hmm. and wouldn't. Wouldn't want us to keep going down a particular route if, if we knew it wasn't working and, and wasn't of benefit to the groups we were working with. So I'm totally prepared you know, for things to change and for us to go in different directions and be responsive as well to um, who we're working with. You know, I've, I've, got a, I've got an idea of the sorts of groups that, you know, we want to work with and we've been approaching different community groups to get involved and they're all really excited um, to be part of this through our happiness workshops. But, you know, Who knows who else might, you know, get in touch? You know, that's the great thing about running these projects. You never know what email is going to pop up in your inbox from somebody saying that they want to get involved. Um, So, yeah, totally. I'm totally aware and prepared for things to go slightly off tangent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always happens. It would be a boring life if it if it just stayed the same, wouldn't it?
2: Well, it'll, <laughs> it'll make it interesting for all the people listening at home because you never know <laughs> quite sure what's going to happen. They keep everybody on their toes as it were. Totally, yeah. yeah. But we should perhaps address something early on because I think if p- people that perhaps haven't met us before might have deduced something about you and me by now, <laughs> which does make it slightly odd that... Uh, We're some of the people that are involved in this Geordie Guide to Happiness, because...
0: Yeah, we're definitely not from around these parts. We're not.
2: We're really not. (laughs) We're totally not.
0: But I'd like to think of us as adopted Geordies. I think we've both been here long enough now, haven't we? That, Mm. um, you know, I I certainly feel that this is my home. I couldn't imagine living anywhere else.
2: So 10 years for me, how long for you? 18. Oh, you win. Do I win the top trumps? That's a proper long time. Yeah, 18 years.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. I I moved here in 2002 to do my master's at Newcastle University um, and kind of never left Um, (laughs) we were we were talking before we we pressed the record button we were talking before about being in the right place at the right time and and certainly for me being being here in Newcastle in 2002 was the right place right time for me Mm. um because I, I I got a job um fell in love with the city and that was it really you know left left London at 18 and then went to university and then came here and I would never, you know, I mean, London's great. Don't get me wrong. You know, it's it's a wonderful city, but I could never imagine going back there now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm. I I grew up in Edinburgh, and then I, I spent some time in the northeast because uh, I got engaged to a Gateshead lass. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert: We're we're married. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it all worked out. Happy ending. Um, <laughs> I but then sort of drifted around the country for for work and we'd spent a few years in in Derbyshire which was absolutely lovely we sort of lived in a little um a little town called Matlock um as where our kids were born but i think we always knew at the back of our minds that at some point we were going to come back to the northeast um, and and we did it was it was it was bizarre that in the space of about a month two two jobs came up you know, and it, you know, we're really lucky to, 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 to actually have work, to, to have jobs at the moment. Yeah. Um, but that sort of drew us both up at the, at the same time and uh, made things a little bit easier. But I, I remember this, this moment fairly early on when, because uh, the, the, the job that I do involves a lot of travel, so going and visiting universities and colleges in different parts of the country. And I remember coming back one day quite late on, on the train from probably London. It usually is. And, Coming back on the train over the, over the bridges, looking out over the Tyne, mm-hmm. I, I will never get used to that. And I hope I never do because it is, it's, it's brilliant. Um, it's a beautiful vista and you really feel like you're arriving somewhere. I, me- I remember feeling very much like, oh, this is coming home. Yeah. And like properly home. Yeah. Not just kind of where I'm living at the moment. This is, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I can be here. And I think, I I don't see there's going to be any reason for us to to leave i mean
0: there's there's definitely something pretty special about you know whether you're whether you're coming up the up the road on the a1 and you you drive past the angel and you you come over the Tyne bridge or you know you, you're coming by train yeah there's something pretty special about coming over that river
2: the angels well, the angels are, the angels are a funny thing i mean we and you and i've talked about this in the past but i was the, the last time we were living in the northeast which is back in the late uh, mid mid to late 90s um when they were just deciding to build that and i remember that uproar that there was particularly in gateshead around what are you doing are you going to build this massive statue with huge arms on our hill spoiling our view and i i, I thought at the time this is never going to work this is going to be terrible uh because nobody wants it it um, was
0: definitely a sort of bit of a jar of marmite situation going on wasn't there it you was, either loved loved it or hated it
2: It was, I I wonder whether, if Anthony Gormley had actually created a massive, great big jar of Marmite, (laughs) (laughs) it might have been less divisive. But then a few months into it, maybe a year or so after it, um, some, somebody actually went up and, and they've actually put on shearer's football top over, over this angel at that point i remember thinking ah right yeah okay so it's ours now you know it's you know it's, it's been fully adopted it's been claimed it's yeah. been claimed and it's yeah. part of the landscape and it's, it's our, and that's i guess that's kind of the important thing about the place where you live is that um you belong to it and it belongs to you um mm. and I think for that reason, I think it's quite important that you're happy where you live. And I, I feel, I feel very happy being an adopted Geordie. It's, it's, it's great. I'm pleased that my kids are growing up here.
0: Totally. See, I'm, I'm from London. My husband's from Northern Ireland, and we've got two Geordie children. It's, it's brilliant. And every now and then, you know, a little bit of the accent comes out, and it's, <laughs> it's just great to hear. I love it. <laughs> Because I'm definitely not Geordie.
2: <laughs> well, our our kids are avoiding the accent, which I'm a bit disappointed about. They're, they're just sounding a bit sort of, bit sort of northern posh.
0: <laughs> so, do you have a sort of happy place in Newcastle? Is there somewhere that you like to to go in particular?
2: There's lots of places to explore, and that's that's the nice thing about Newcastle. I mean, like any place, it's, it's it's a nice variety of places to go, and it, it's probably a little bit boring to say this, but one of the places that I really really love is. Um, is is the, is the Granger town the center of uh Newcastle this kind of Georgian new town bit and maybe oh, it's there's a beautiful well it is and uh, it's easy to easy to forget that I think you know particularly when you see a place like that loads and loads um I think for me one of the nice things is it's a great callback to to Edinburgh because Edinburgh's got that nice big Georgian Newtown bit mm. which uh, I, I grew up knowing very well um but a few weeks ago, well, a good few weeks ago now, um, we took the bikes, the family, we took got the bikes and, and, and cycled into town, just to have a look around about what it was like with no people in it. Mm. So at the height of the lockdown. And yeah, absolutely. It really felt like something was missing, the whole kind of mm. vibrancy the, uh, and the noise and everything. But it makes you look at a place in a different way, um, makes you focus on kind of the place and the buildings. And it is, it's utterly, utterly beautiful. Um, I'm quite pleased that the council are looking at ways in which they can kind of clear a lot of the cars out and, and make it more of a kind of pedestrianised area when people get into. But there's that whole stretch which goes down from Monument all the way down to the down to the quayside, which is you know it's a fabulous walk. So it's a great walk down. It's not such a great walk up because it's quite steep. Um, good,
0: good for the cardio.
2: Good for the cardio and the carbs, yes. I um, think
0: people also often forget to look up as well. You know, you, you, mm. you often just sort of concentrate at kind of eye height, you know, head height. And it's sort of remembering to just sort of look up and admire all of the architecture as well. You often miss
2: bits. Yeah. Particularly the bridges, the railway bridges, when you're sort of walking under them because they're mm. massive. Um, mm. And you know, it's say, like, how on earth did they build these? What about you though? Um, where's your where's your Tyneside happy place, your Newcastle happy place?
0: Well, we, we lived in Heaton for a long time. Um, that was where we, we bought our first flat. And um, for me, you know, I love the Ouseburn, which is just kind of down the road from Heaton. Mm. Um, it's only about a mile or so out from the city centre, but it's just such a, you just would never know it was there. It's just such such a, Sort of oasis in the city. You know, it's sort of tucked away. Um, it's sort of down in a valley. Um, D- sort of describe, bike
2: Yeah. What, 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 what is it? You, know, you had to explain to somebody that had never been to Newcastle before. I mean, what, what?
0: Well, the, the Oosburn is a is a curious place because it's kind of its function, its use um, has sort of changed over the centuries. You know, it was, it was an area of sort of quite heavy industry, and there was a lot of sort of old uh, slum housing which was eventually cleared. And now it's it's more of a sort of cultural hub, mm. a sort of cultural venue care area, um, just lots of really interesting industries going on at different times of the day. So sort of daytime, you've got a lot of, sort of creative organisations like Seven Stories, you've got 36 Lime Street, you've got the farm, you've got the stables. Um, and then and you've
2: curiosity got, creative at one point as well
0: it was where our first office was oh, yes. arch six it was great it say. was it was tiny i could just <laughs> about swing a cat uh, in the office but it was a great space the people there at, at the Oosburn trust were, were fab mm. um and it was just such a wonderful place to be and then of an evening you've got your your Pubs. Um, I was saying to somebody earlier, I, you know, I can't think of a bad pub in the Oosburne. I think they're all just fabulous, you
2: know. And a great real, one for vegan food as well.
0: Just Yeah, just really diverse mm. and uh, great sort of music scene as well down there with, with the Clooney and, and various other pubs doing sort of live uh, live events. Mm. And you've got the late shows that go on as well where people sort of open their doors, you know, sort of late, late at night. And it's just a really vibrant interesting place to be. Um, you'll always find some interesting graffiti down there as well. Um, I always like to spot the new the new pieces that pop up. So it's just a really interesting place. You know, every time you go down there you'll find something new. But it's so quiet. And as I say, it's just out from the city center. Um, you've got the the quayside, you know, the riverside just sort of around the corner as well. And then, you know, maybe another half mile up the road you've got biker walker heat and very sort of urban areas it's just a really fascinating place for me
2: mm, definitely so these are these are places that that, that bring us bring us happiness mm. um but I mean, what what else though i mean if if we were being interviewed now <laughs> um for the geordie po- uh, happiness podcast um and we had to say what well, what are the things that bring us happiness obviously place is one of those things but yeah what what else is on your list?
0: What's on my list?
2: yeah
0: Whew. well, I was thinking about this earlier I think i I, I wrote my little list I did a little, <laughs> mini, a little mini story circle by myself.
2: I did um, I was really lazy
0: <laughs> and I think for me, you know things things have to be I think a lot of external factors often affect my happiness
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and so if if work is going well, if sort of you know the family are happy um, then then I'm happy. I think, you know, last year with the business, you know, we, th- there was a few challenges and that, that caused a lot of stress and anxiety and that really year. kind of, yeah, that really kind of affected my happiness and my mood. Um, so I think if, if other things in my life are going well, then I'm happy. I love, and I think if things are stressing me out, um, sort of going for a run makes me happy takes me a little while to get into it you know i'm i am I hit my wall quite early on <laughs> yeah. i hit my wall at about two or three k and then so to me, it's a quite me it's
2: all wall that's <laughs> it's it all, I, wall. all wall
0: um but you know once once i kind of get into my rhythm i enjoy i enjoy running and, and especially i think it's that after that afterwards adrenaline hit as well when you, when you're finished and you're like oh yeah i've done it So uh, I've just finished my uh, virtual Bladen race this afternoon. So that was uh, six miles in honour of the Bladen race, which is a for those people not not from Newcastle is a is a local race that happens every year. Um, It was its fortieth anniversary uh, this year. but we've had to sort of, it's been deferred to next year, but we, we did a virtual one in honor of it today, which was, which was good. Um, yeah. So I I like running and I'm not, I've only been running for a few years, maybe sort of four years or so. I, I would never have thought in a million years that I would start running and that I would enjoy it as much as I do. Um, I never thought of myself as a runner, but, um, but you've
2: become, you've become somebody that's quite sporty and <laughs> active in all sorts of interesting ways, uh, which I've,
0: I've I never, perhaps need
2: exploring as part of this. <laughs> I've,
0: I've, let's put it, I've, I've never been fitter. You know, I think it's, um, I think people often go through phases, don't they, of just not doing any exercise whatsoever. And yeah, about four years ago, um, at the ripe old age of 36, I, uh, I, I, I discovered roller derby, which um, <laughs> I am a grown woman on roller skates. <laughs> so uh, it's it's amazing. It's, there's an amazing community around it. It's it's a full contact sport. There's no ball. In case people are asking, we, we skate around an oval track. Um, if people want to find out more, they can they can Google roller derby, and and there's there's lots of videos of, of different uh, matches. It's, it's an international thing, um, but
2: one genuinely. Fastest- terrifying (laughs) (laughs) from the (laughs) sidelines like what are they doing
0: as as a full contact sport yes it's pretty (laughs) pretty physical but it's it's something which yeah i never thought i would get into and then as a result of that i thought well you know let's 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 try running and and for for personal reasons um i i I signed up for the great north run in in 2016 um and uh ran my first half marathon after starting the couch to 5k in, in the March of that year so within sort of six months I went from zero to, to half Hit marathon Zero to
2: hero Absolutely <laughs>
0: um, but it, it took me a good few years to kind of finally consider myself a runner um, I think the fact that I have a Fitbit and I have to record everything or else it didn't happen um, yeah. is, is a sign that I'm a runner <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes i i enjoy yeah exercise makes me happy whether it's you know skating around or or running you like Mm. you like a bit of exercise as well though chris don't you
2: i do and it's a bit it's a bit weird um because i'm (laughs) i'm one of these dreadful people these middle-aged men in lycra um (laughs) you know with a posh bike i was i was allowed for my 40th birthday i was allowed to to buy a posh bike um which is sitting in the garage it's not getting a lot of use at the moment though i um a couple of years ago, right about the time you were getting into roller derby, I was getting into chronic fatigue syndrome. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, <laughs> And I was actually getting quite fit. I was probably fitter than I'd ever been in my entire life. And I, I was mm-hmm. loving it, really, really loving it and, you know, feeling healthy and like uh, yeah, having something. Yeah, it's not something that was mine I, I did this stuff you know i was you know i, I got my bike i went running and uh, and i got a lot of satisfaction from that and then then this chronic fatigue hits and then all of a sudden we can't do any of that now mm. uh, but I'm, I'm slowly getting back into it now uh so our kids are now at the stage where we've all got the same size bike which means that going places we can kind of we're not sort of there's not one person on a tiny little tricycle that's trying to keep up with the rest of it yeah. um so you know we're going out as a family and that's been really really good really really like that mm-hmm. particularly when the weather's been decent yeah and that's that's given me a lot of happiness thinking that actually maybe i'm coming through something here or maybe i'm finding a way of kind of balancing the um the fatigue with the exercise and uh, the last big bike ride we all went on um you I know, was a family and my wife was saying to me, you know, I've, I haven't seen you that happy for, uh, for a long time. So that's, that's, that's a really good thing. But uh, the, the other thing about chronic fatigue is it does kind of make you refocus on things and, and make sh- you've got to make sure that you're doing stuff, which does make you happy. Cause a lot of chronic fatigue is about the anxiety and, uh, and kind of the mental illness side of it. Um, the impact that it has on you from that side. So, um, my physio that I've been talking about is, you know, one of the things we talk a lot about is, you know, what are you doing to actually make you feel good? Mm. Um, and things that aren't going to drain you too much, but still make you feel like you. And one of, one of the things that I've rediscovered, uh, after many years is, is playing the piano, um, which I used to do at school. I was in a very, very bad jazz band at school. I
0: don't believe it.
2: It's true. <laughs> there is probably evidence somewhere. Um, and, <laughs> if i, I find stopped, it i'll burn it
0: uh start googling <laughs> <laughs> no, so
2: it's so all pre-youtube i'm afraid um but just in the last yeah in the last couple of months of uh just just started mucking around our kids are learning piano so there's been a lot of you know music around the house so i just oh, i'll just kind of get back into this and i'm really really enjoying it you know not i, I don't i don't play very well um, I, I play piano like most people play guitar, which is just kind but
0: of, does, but does that matter? You say, you know, I can't play it very well, but does it matter if it makes you feel good, if it makes you feel happy?
2: No, because I'm, I, at the moment I'm, I'm kind of, I'm doing it for me, um, mm. and, and doing it for the, the, the church that I go to as well. That's kind of the purpose of doing it. So, uh, mm-hmm. but what, what I really enjoy is, you know, taking, taking an old traditional hymn tune and, I'm just trying to spice it up a little bit, make some nice jazz chords,
0: um,
2: make it sound a little bit gospel and And that's, that's just great fun. It's like doing a Sudoku puzzle, like trying to re- rearrange the pieces as it'll make something, make something new. Um, so that's the challenge, but, you know, it's, it's, it's just great fun. Um, and, and then the extension of that is then playing with other people. And that's something I've always got a lot of happiness out of. And I'm quite a shy, retiring type of person. Uh, and having conversations with people, particularly small talk is awful. I can't stand <laughs> it. Um, but when you're playing music with a bunch of people, it's almost like a shortcut around that stuff so that you're connecting with them and you're doing stuff for a purpose and, uh, and, and feeling all those things that you have when you socialize, but using a different language to do it. And that might sound a little bit out there, but I've, I, it's always been a really useful thing to be able to kind of connect to people you know the days when I really don't want to talk to people but just sit down and play music um yeah. is yeah. is just great so that that and socks that's what brings me happiness I bought some new socks this week uh and I've decided to not buy black socks ever No, I used to all my new socks were always black for years and years and years and I got stripy socks and I can't tell you how happy this makes me
0: Oh, I, I never buy black socks. I I think at, actually I am currently wearing some cartoon slitherin Harry Potter socks <laughs> at
2: the minute.
0: So uh, that's what I'm wearing at the moment. Yeah. I'm sure I've got some camper van socks somewhere as well. Yeah. <laughs> some I'm, VW ones. With you. I'm with you on the socks. Um I think going back to what you were saying before though, you know, I think there were two really interesting things you were saying there about, you know, doing something for you. I think mm-hmm.
1: that's
0: that's really sort of, for me, the key to happiness, really, it's, it's not, I think as a, as a mother, it's remembering that I'm also Alex, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm a, a mother to my kids, but you know, there's, you know, I need to be doing things to make me feel good and, and trying not to, try not to get that mother's guilt from, <laughs> um, you know, saying, no, I'm going for a half hour run, you know, I'll see you in a little while, you know, and, and that being that, that time for me. Mm um
2: it's a really important balance
0: but also what you were saying before about being together with people and Mm. whether that's you know performing in a in a band or going out with your family on on a cycle i think particularly with roller derby it's a very kind of people focused sport you know we we, it's such a huge community and you know you're you're all sort of there playing the same it's a team sport you're there together Mm. um and, you know, they're your teammates. Yeah. So I well, think that's, that's important for me.
2: What, what is going to be really interesting about doing these podcasts is uncovering, because you mentioned it about these things which give us happiness, which are sort of like the, the foundation, the things that we need in our foundation um, that we can build on. And if, you know, things in that foundation start to crumble, then it is really, really difficult to, to be happy. I think And I mean for me that's that's things like obviously family, it's 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 work, <laughs> sadly. Mm-hmm. Um you know having a job which I feel like I'm I'm doing well and you know is is valuable. Um but then there's there's things on top of that as well. So there's there's, there's the little things that you do for yourself, the little moments, the um the pastimes and the hobbies and so on, which are are probably no less important. But it's it's these things which give you a real window into into who people who people are. So I'm I'm looking forward to kind of finding out what those kind of big important foundational things are that give people happiness, as well as the, um, the kind of the moment to moment things that are mm. kind of and the things that remind us that we're happy, uh, that that, we, that we've got to do.
0: Me and Chris talking a little bit about the project and what happiness means to us. Uh, we had a great time chatting, didn't we, Chris?
2: Oh, we did. Yes, it was fun.
0: always a pleasure. Always a pleasure mm-hmm. talking to you.
2: <laughs> you know what? I thought you were too apologetic about not being Geordies. <laughs> <laughs> the Northeast's a really welcoming place. You only have to live here for five minutes and then you're one of us. I think I have to agree with you there, Dom. Actually, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: we're,
1: we're still here, so it must be pretty welcoming. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's fascinating, isn't it, when you think that I've never actually left the place at all, ever in my whole life, um, other than the usual reasons. Um, so I, I take it as quite a tribute that that you all think the northeast is a wonderful place to be. So, and I hope we're going to we're going to meet a lot of people who've got other insights into living in the, in in Newcastle in the northeast to to keep that going. Um, so I'm sure we're going to get a huge range of experiences. It's going to be so exciting. Absolutely, a whole range of different people. Um, as you say, some
0: some born and bred here, others who've moved here for for work or personal reasons, whatever it is. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting to sort of find out what everyone's stories are.
2: Yeah, and the, and some of the work that I do I often bring people to the northeast just for a couple of weeks, and you can kind of tell if they're never going to leave again. <laughs> They've kind of kind of got the same disposition as everybody else here, and they and they're instantly at home when they get here. You know, it's. Yeah. I once um, uncharacteristically organised a conference uh, for some <laughs> for some people <laughs> on a course I was doing at university, and they came from all over Europe, and I just remember we because they were they were here for a weekend and. I thought, well, we've got to take him around. I've got to kind of show off Newcastle. And it was a beautiful weekend. It was really, really nice. And we kind of did the whole kind of walking around uh, Granger Town down to the Quayside. And I just remember thinking, yeah, (laughs) I'm really (laughs) proud of where I live. This is really cool. Brilliant.
0: Um, I think for for me, you know, I mean, we we, we recorded that um, a little while back, and even in in this short space of time since recording that interview, it's it's been a huge learning curve for me, just sort of learning about how to put a podcast together. This is completely completely new for us, you know. We've done we've done storytelling digitally for for a long time, but this is something completely different. So, I'm I'm learning loads already. I think, and um, yeah, I don't know about you, Chris, but yeah, it's been challenging at times, just kind of working out. Yeah, just the, the little logistics and things which you never think about.
2: I'm I'm hoping that our listenership will be forgiving and <laughs> will stick with us. <laughs> I'm sure they will.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I think we're all we're all trying trying new things, aren't we? And uh, just sort of finding, making mistakes, and learning as we go along, for sure. So yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to sort of learning more and yeah, talking. Talking to more people, really, as as Kath said before. So, if you've been inspired by this podcast episode, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know we we are looking for more people to get involved in the project, uh, the Geordie Guide to Happiness. So. If you'd like to be considered for an interview uh, to tell us what happiness means to you, it'd be great to hear from you. And we're also running happiness workshops. I've run a couple of workshops already with Chili Studios in Newcastle who work with people with mental health issues. And the conversations we've been having so far have been really interesting. Um, So, yeah, if you are a community group um, and you'd like to take part in one of our happiness workshops, then just let us know. Get in touch with us. So you can get in touch via email, um, hello at the happiness.co.uk, or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Geordie Guide, or on Facebook, The Geordie Guide to Happiness. So, I should also mention our funders, this project wouldn't be possible without support from the Newcastle Cultural Investment Fund at the Community Foundation. So, thank you so much for your support. Otherwise, this project just wouldn't wouldn't happen. And we've got an interview coming up with um, the grants officer for the project, so it'd be great to hear from her why they why they funded this project. So, Chris, what have we got coming up next?
2: Uh, we're off to a really strong start with this series, actually. I was lucky enough uh, this week to uh, talk to Anne Cleves, renowned wow. uh, author and uh, resident of Whitley Bay, about uh, happiness and, and her writing. Uh, so tune in for that. You'll be able to hear me ask questions like this. I'm just wondering what what characters, particularly your characters, could, could teach us about understanding what happiness is and hear her give answers like this.
1: Yeah, and I think maybe it's Vera who could teach us most because there she is on her own, stomping around, overweight, and everybody says, oh, she's lonely. No, she's not lonely. She absolutely has got what she wants, which is her her cottage in the hills and her team. She would be unhappy if she had to stop work. If she ever had to retire, that would make her unhappy. But I think she has real contentment.
0: I can't wait to hear that. That's going to be exciting to hear what what Anne thinks happiness is, definitely. Well, I think that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Hope you join us again for our next episode.